Awesome. Welcome to Oikos. Wasn't Ian, didn't he do a great job? So we continue our series, Coffee Cup Kairos, as we talk about this morning, what we're going to be going into is Luke chapter 8. So if you want to find that, you can either use one of the Bibles that we've set out. We probably have more Bibles over at the offering table if you want to go get one, or if you have a smartphone device or anything like that, you can go ahead and look up Luke chapter 8, because we're going to be in that. We'll be bouncing around a little bit, but this is the primary story for today. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. What we see from this passage is the disciples had faith to get into the boat with Jesus. They had faith that Jesus said, we're going to go to the other side, so you can get into a boat and you'll go to the other side. They had faith in that because many of them had been in a boat before. It seemed logical to get to the other side, you get into a boat. It was fine. But they lost their faith somewhere during this when things became unnormal, when a storm came and they got scared. When fear started to enter into their heart, faith departed. They'd seen Jesus do a lot of great things. And he had even told them to do good things. But they didn't have the faith that they could stand up and tell the wind and the waves to stop in the name of Jesus. They didn't have faith that if Jesus said, we're going to the other side, that meant they're going to the other side. Even if there was a storm, even if that meant they had to keep rowing in the storm, even with the boat filling with water, they would make it to the other side. Because when Jesus says something, it's done. Right? So it's easy to kind of look at the disciples and go, we are so much more brilliant than they were. I mean, obviously, if you were told by Jesus to get into the boat and go to the other, other side, you would make it to the other side. Why were they so afraid? But you know, faith is a hard thing to figure out. Once you think you have it, then all of a sudden you feel like you lost it. And it can be as quick as a storm coming upon the Sea of Galilee that you lose it momentarily and you wonder what's going to happen next. Faith is different than to believe. 
See, people, they believe in a lot of good things. You and I believe in a lot of good things, right? We can believe it's good to give lots of money away. Who believes it's good to give lots of money away? Not everybody, I know. (laughs) Some of us go, it's good to give lots of money away. However, we think it's good to give to those in need, it's good to give to the church, it's good to give to the mission of Christ. But then at the end of the day, you realize you haven't given anything away. And you wait till a better time comes. Because next week should be better. Next week, I might get that raise. Next week, I might handle my debts. Next week, I won't spend as much as I did this week. Next week, I'm deleting my Amazon app. We can believe it's good to sacrificially serve until it's inconvenient. And then we go, well, I'll wait till it's convenient and then I'll serve. How many of you have done that? I'm going to just wait till I see a few more hands because <laughs> I don't want to talk about that we also believe it's good to tell the truth. <laughs> Some of us believe it's good not to gossip until you get frustrated with someone and then you just need to tell someone else about what they did to you and then you jeezy Jesus juke it a little bit, right? And you go, but I'm praying for him. I'm praying how they're just this awful, well, I can't say all those things. We think it's good, we believe it's good to pray to God. And you realize you've gone through the whole day and you haven't prayed. You haven't made any space. You've tried to figure out every problem that came your way yourself. You got frustrated during the day, and you just got upset. You said some things that aren't God's words, but they were your own. But you believe it's good to pray. You believe it's good to read your Bible. But I'll tell you, many Bibles go unread. Some of them are in your homes. We believe that the Bible is good to read, but some of us know that we haven't engaged in God's Word for a while. We believe that forgiveness is good, but if you're the family whose son was shot by a cop, forgiveness may be far from your heart. If you're a family who's been hit by a violent crime, may be hard to forgive the one who committed it. If you're one of the police officers who were shot and killed, and that was your dad, it may be hard to forgive the perpetrators that committed that violent act. If you're betrayed by a close friend, you may not want to call that person a friend anymore. 
Forgiveness sounds like a good idea until a storm comes. See, a lot of people in America claim that they believe in goodness. They believe that it's good to be good to one another. But the problem is, is that is exactly where it stops, is a belief. We can believe a lot of things, people, but faith is different. Faith means that you actually do it. Faith means that there's an action attributed to what you believe. Faith means that if you believe in goodness, that you actually exercise it, even in the worst of times. It means that in this country, if we actually believed and had faith that God said, it's good to love your neighbor, we had faith in that statement, we would see a lot less violence occur out of people who supposedly love Jesus. Because they actually have faith in it. We would see that we would stand together. Stand together. Against violence. Against hate crimes. That we wouldn't hate more. We wouldn't kill more. We wouldn't talk about how so-and-so is worse than the other person. We would respect each other. Regardless of our skin color or how much money we make, where we live, or who we grew up with. Because it becomes more than just a good idea. It's actually exercise. Because the reality is there will always be bad cops. Because guess what? We're sinful. So there's no way that any police organization can be 100% good. Because none of us in this room are 100% good. We thought our contractor was a decent and good man. And I believe he was a decent and good man and can still be a decent and good man. Even though he cheated and stole. I believe that God is calling us to faith today. When things like this happen, when things like Dallas happen, when things happen to individuals who shouldn't have been shot, but they were shot anyways. God is calling us to step into faith in who, in who he is. He's not asking us to come up with our own solution. He's got the solution. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So, here's a chair. 
We've got a picture of a chair that will go up as well. So we know, right, that this is made out of metal. I don't think you've seen me fall off of it. It looks pretty sturdy, right? That chair has four legs. It's strong. Everyone that sees that goes, you probably can sit on it. We believe you can sit on it. Faith means that we actually take the step and we go, I'm going to sit on this and believe I won't fall over. Faith means that I could probably say, this is pretty sturdy, and I could probably even get up and stand, because I believe it's a, a sturdy chair. Don't worry about my leg, it's got a thing on it. So there's a classic hymn that's, that some of you know, some of you may not know. It goes like this, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the awesome, trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. How many of you heard that before? You haven't heard it. Actually, all of you just heard it because I just read it. <laughs> it's an awesome verse that was written a long time ago by people who are going through similar tragedies in their own lives, atrocities in their own lives. But they believed that they needed to stand in one place, and that was on Jesus. Because on him, he makes all things right. Maybe not in the moment, maybe not by tomorrow, but we believe that he will make all things right one day. Martin Luther said, I didn't really think about how I was going to get down. <laughs> Martin Luther said, I didn't hit my leg. Martin Luther said, faith is a living, daring confidence, daring confidence. I want you guys to hear these words in God's grace. So sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. I want us to be a church that dares. I want us to be a church that isn't afraid of making a friend of someone who looks different than ourselves. I want us a church that feels comfortable about inviting people into our home who don't look like us, who don't share our values, who maybe, maybe don't look morally upright like ourselves, and invite them into our homes and into our lives, and welcome them and love them for who God has made them to be. And not worry about who they'll be tomorrow or what they've done yesterday. But be like Jesus in the moment that he looked at Zacchaeus in the tree and said, you're worth my time and I want to go to your house. I want us to be that kind of church. And I believe some of you are already doing this. Some of you 
believe you want to do this, and I want you to now have faith to do so. So how do we move from just believing to actually having faith? How many of you have a belief right now in your heart that you believe God wants this in your life? How many of you have a belief right now? Think about it. They've spoken clearly to you. You believe it, but you don't quite have faith. So how do you move from believing to faith? That you actually move from, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to forgive that friend. I think it's a good idea that I become generous. I think it's a good idea to I actually do it. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from faith comes from that is hearing the good news about It's really simple, right? So simple that we don't do it. Think about how many times you've believed in a good idea that God wants you to do something that you believe is a good idea, but you haven't acted on it. How many times do you think about how much Christ loved you, that he died on a cross to give you complete freedom to live in him every day? So as you look at this, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. There's a statement that is true, that God speaks to us all the time. He speaks to us when we're about his business. He speaks to us when we're not about his business. He speaks to us when we are in a dark spot. He speaks to us when we are walking in his light. He speaks to us when we're close, walking alongside of him. He speaks to us when we think he's not even close. And all he's doing is asking us to believe and have faith in what he says is true. He's encouraging us through his spirit to move from belief to faith. So you all said, I have a belief that I want to move to faith. I want you to think about what that is right now. And if you're comfortable, say it out loud. No one's comfortable. Say it out loud. What your belief is that you want to move from belief to faith, what is it? Just... Say it out loud. You don't have to take turns. Say it out loud. Say it louder. I want you to take that word. So I heard someone say trust. I want you to get more specific. What is it that the Lord is speaking to your heart this morning that he wants to move from you thinking it's a good idea to you actually moving and acting upon it? Someone said, share the word. So now I want you to get more specific and think about who are the individuals that he is asking you to share that word with. And then I want you this week to watch 
for the opportunities you have to move from belief to faith. Now, it may not be share the word. It may be something else that you've heard in his word that you go, this is for me. I'm going to put someone on the spot. Nelson Schmidt, one of our elders. I totally prepared him for this, and he's totally ready. Nelson had something on his heart, and it was close to sharing the word. But he was praying through, blessed are the poor. And throughout last week, he kept seeing individuals in need. And he logically said, it's a good idea that maybe I should help them. But he didn't move to faith and help one of them. He helped some, but he wasn't sure if he did the right thing. Nelson is a good man. He is an example for all of us that this is not something that's easy to do. God speaks to us all the time about moving from our belief to faith. The trusting that when he says we're going to get to the other side, we're really going to get to the other side no matter what comes our way. I don't want us to be a church that believes and stops there. Satan believes. Satan knows who God is. He knows who Jesus is. He knows what Jesus can do. We will not be like that. We will be a church that believes that we can change the world. Because the power of Christ is upon us. You guys. So we'll be a church that believes and moves. Don't worry, I'll just finish out. You're good. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Just like the Apostle Paul believed. And he said this in Romans to the Roman church. He said, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We will be a people that we don't just believe about loving each other. We have faith that that's what God has called us to do. Our action of love will continue to move, not just with each other, but with those around us. Because we're here because God loved us first so that we could love others, regardless of what they look like. 
my prayer for each of us is that we would have faith to do what Micah said in his prophetic word in chapter 6, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And when we fail, how many of you failed at this? I failed this last week. Believing completely that God wanted me to have faith, and instead I just believed. I believed he was going to work things out, but I was not really quite there at faith. When we fail, we are like the disciples who call out to Jesus and say, Master, Master, we're going to drown. We're going to fail. We lack faith. Help us, because we're scared. And in that moment, Jesus woke up. He'll rebuke whatever is against you. And he'll calm that storm so that you can get to the other side. He is willing to stop it or carry us to the other side or let the storm continue and he will sit in the boat and row with us until we get to the other side because that's the kind of Lord we have. He's the kind of Lord that says this in John chapter 16. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you've given us a word from you today. That we move from belief to faith that the good ideas that we have about moving forward in your kingdom would stop being good ideas and would start being actions. That we would move forward in freedom, knowing that if we fail, you are there to pick us up. That as Martin Luther said, we would dare to move forward in faith. Lord, we pray that you would put courage in our hearts, courage to do the things that you reveal to us, the opportunities that you give to us, that we may be a people that not only speak about your love for us, but we demonstrate it. Take the excuses that we have away, Lord, that we're tired or we're overworked, we don't have time, Move those away and open up our days to serve you. In your name we pray, amen.